find the prophetic. The title of today will be Operating in the Spirit of the Prophetic. Or Operating in the Gift, maybe put it in the Gift of Prophecy, because that is easier for people. Operating in the Gift of Prophecy. So you can communicate that to all our listeners across the globe. Now, can I say this to us? Yesterday, I established some facts about prophecy. The first thing is this. Why should you prophesy? Answer me. Say it again. <laughs> the reason why Christians should prophesy is because God said you should prophesy. And which scripture tells you that? Joel chapter 2. If we read from verse 28, it says, And afterwards I will pour out my spirit upon all people. And then shall we read the next line together? Your sons. So which means, which means that the first mandate of the Holy Spirit, alright, or let me say the first benefit. We know the first mandate of the Holy Spirit is to empower you for evangelism. But the first benefit of the Holy Spirit is that those who are called sons and daughters of God, we have the ability to speak in tongues and prophesy. Establish that. Understand, this is not by your righteous act. It is a gift of God. A seal of approval, you may call it, of God to those who believe in Jesus Christ. It says... Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. And yesterday we went through the scriptures in the book of Acts, chapter 2. We began from chapter 2 when the Holy Spirit came, they prophesied, they spoke in tongues. But in that day, on that day, they spoke in human language. That is the language which they have never understood before. You know, somebody who is um, an African person from the village of Africa came and then a Frenchman started speaking his dialect. That's what happened. And then a German started to speak Chinese. But after they finished speaking those languages, they could not any further. And we recognize that is an evidence that Joel was true. Because when the Holy Spirit was poured, the Holy Spirit enabled them, Acts chapter 1, verse 2 and 3, and they began to speak in various languages as the Holy Spirit enabled them. But we read further in that chapter 2 to verse 11 and we saw when the Bible says they were speaking wonders, mystery, which means it's prophecy. And that took you to the book of Deuteronomy 29, 29. We say mystery belongs to God, things revealed belong to us. So every Christian should prophesy. Every Christian can prophesy and every Christian should prophesy. So when you see Christians who go to anyone called prophet and they are looking for prophecy, they are, they are working contrary to God's instruction. You don't go to a man and say, give me a word. You are working contrary to God's instruction. Because the gift of prophecy is in you. It's different from the office of prophet. The office of prophet is such that when the prophet prays in prophetic office, God speaks to him. Okay? But sometimes he doesn't speak to him. When you have a prophet who prophesied to everybody, that prophet is a liar. 
He is a prophet who wants to impress everybody. Because God don't have word for everybody by prophetic. Some people God already has spoken to you, you refuse to obey. And God will not repeat himself. But when you see a prophet that people go and they, they, they come in and they want to give prophecy to everybody, it's because they have gone out of the spirit in the flesh. I sat in the office of a seer for many years. The office of a seer is the highest calling of a prophet. The difference between the office of a seer and a prophet is this. A prophet can prophesy, a prophet can see vision, Numbers chapter 12 verse 6. If there is any prophet among you, I speak to him by visions and dreams. So if a prophet is among us, God will be speaking to him through dreams and through open vision. Anybody who cannot see open vision and or have dreams in encounter is not a prophet. He is only prophesying, which every Christian can do. Look at that numbers very quickly. He says, He said, listen to my words. When a prophet of the Lord is among you, I, God, reveal myself to him by what? Answer me. Read the word of my father together. Shall we read the whole of that verse? Alright, so if you have anybody who is just giving prophecy to people, he's not a prophet. Because every Christian can prophesy. To prophesy is different from to be a prophet. Prophesying is a gift. To be a prophet is an office. You sit in. As much as not everybody who preaches the word of God is an evangelist. Not everybody who is given opportunity on the pulpit to share the word of God is a pastor. Not everybody who, um, I, had, I had recently when they began to, I, I, I would say that um, Satan wanted to water down the office of apostle. And so some people came up with various interpretations of apostle. And they said that apostles in the marketplace, you had that statement before, is from the devil. There is no apostle in the marketplace in the Bible. So therefore, it's from the devil. The reason why the devil brought that is anytime the devil brings something to the church, it is because the devil wants to destroy what God has already established. Okay? So that some people will now relegate the office of apostle and believe it does not exist anymore. I met some people who said to me, the apostle, I'm also an apostle. I said, hold it. You are what? Did you say? I said, when, when did Jesus appear to you? Tell me. Oh, no, no, I didn't see Jesus. I'm an apostle at the marketplace. I said, who told you that? Show me in the Bible. There's no such a thing as apostle at the marketplace. The same way they talk about prophets, somebody who gives prophecy, prophecy, prophecy. He's not a prophet because the Bible, God said in the Bible, I reveal myself. If there is a prophet among you, this is definition of the office of prophet. I reveal myself to him by what? Visions, open visions and dreams. Not in his head. He will sleep and he will have a dream. And in the dream, God will speak to him. Angels will speak to him. Anybody who does not have angelic encounter cannot be a prophet. When you are a prophet, commission of it is that angel will speak to you. Angel will reveal to you. Angel will, will appear to you. Because you prophesy to people does not make you a prophet. You only have the gift of prophecy. Get that clear? Are we together now? Okay. That's the reason why when you go to those people who prophesy, alright, and you, you relate with them as prophets, and you expect them to see vision, they can't see. Because they are not prophets, 
They only operate by the gift of prophecy, which all of you should operate in. What about the office of apostle? Someone say, what's apostle saying? Look at the book of 1 Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. Look at what it says here. The things that what? Shall we read it together, please? Did you say business there? Did you say marketing there? So how can the person in the marketplace call himself an apostle? Where is the mark? The first one defined to you expressly, without any legal interpretation, what a prophet is. What makes a prophet? I speak to him by dreams and visions. He didn't say just be having nightmares or just be prophesying. A prophet is not someone who prophesies. Really, prophets, prophets in the church when people are prophesying and stuff, prophets seldom prophesy. And I will tell you why prophets are not always prophesying. I will tell you in a minute. But understand this too. If you have been given the office of apostleship and they call you apostle in the marketplace, Satan just decorated you. Because it has no basis in the scriptures. Anything that does not have basis in the scripture came from the intuition of man ruled by the devil, the flesh. And the devil is the author of it. So that people will not really focus on the spiritual of God. So that they may attain that which God has ordained for them. That's why Paul said, the mark of apostle. Let me read that from a legal point of view. The credentials of an apostle. Okay? Alright? It is a definition now because it says the mark. The mark of an apostle... He says, or the validation of an apostle is signs and wonders and miracles. So anybody who had not encountered signs and wonders and miracles, and not, not just once, as a pattern of operation, you're not an apostle. If they decorate you as an apostle, you can't operate in signs and wonders, you're not an apostle. When we get there tomorrow, I think tomorrow I'll talk about my apostleship. And I'll show you in the life of Paul and, and Barnabas and the rest of them, and then Apostle Williams, so that we can have better understanding. Why is it that prophets don't just speak all the time? When I sat in the office of Seer, we couldn't speak all the time. Amos chapter 3 verse 7. Let us see what prompts prophetic speaking. It says, shall we read it together? All right, all right. Now I know we were opening it and writing it, write it down. Shall we read it together from the board? Surely. Understand now. God continued from Amos to help us understand the office. From Numbers, we understand the definition of that office. But from Amos, we now begin to see the office itself. God does nothing without revealing his plans to his servants, the prophets. So if there's a prophet in a nation, he should know the plans of God for that nation. He will know the plans of God for other nations. He will know the plans of God for people. When people are talking to him, the Lord can switch him into the prophetic and he will know everything that you intend to say. You haven't said them. 
He will know when you become a seer. You will know when people are coming to you. You will see them sometime before they came. You have never met them before. And they will be brought to you. And they will say what they wanted to come and say in that vision. So when they enter into your, to your room, the place where you are seated, you will, you will recognize this is the man I saw. These are all his problems. And you can tell them that don't say anything. This is what you came for. This is what God is saying. That is a seer. That is a prophet of the living God. You find that in Samuel. When Saul met him. He said, the ass you are donkey you are looking for has been found. I have a lot of testimonies of my personal life in the office up to now. Sometimes they will not tell you, they will not allow you to speak. They will just pray. And in their prayer, they will be telling you everything that you came for. That is a prophet of the living God. Now, let me help you understand this. God revealed his plans to his prophet. But they don't see all the plans too. Prophets don't see everything they see. Remember, I told you, when you have discernment, not everything God reveals you, you say. When you have visions, not every vision you hear, you say. Are we together now? I, I, since uh, we started this program, a number of people have been seeing various visions and they have been sending me texts. I read those visions to, to weigh them, whether they are from human mind or from God. Today you will know how to do that. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Uh, yeah, 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 you with them. So, that I could recognize those that God spoke, and I could recognize somebody who had a mix-up. But the fact is that not every vision is to be spoken. God reveals things to you. Not everything He reveals to you in prophetic, you should speak. Why? Look at the next verse. The next verse now defines when a prophet utters prophecy. And when he keeps his mouth short. You know the first one says, God revealed everything to you. But the second one says, the lion has roared. Who will not but speak? When the lion roars, your mouth will be opened. <laughs> Are we together now? Remember yesterday I told you sometime when God speaks through, you know, prophesied through you. You are not able to control what you are saying. Because you are hearing it as others are hearing it. But some other time, he gives you an understanding the spirit, you can control that spirit to yourself. And so, yeah, Amos is saying here, the lion has roared, who will not fear? The sovereign Lord has spoken, who can but what? Prophesy. So, anytime you receive prophecy and God has not spoken, those prophecies come to naught. They will not happen. Look, if anybody listening to me today, prophets have given you things that will happen to your life and they didn't happen, two things. Either God did not send them, they just spoke what is in their head. Or, you did not play your part to bring the prophecy to be. Let me give you an example. God said to me, I'm married and my wife is barren. And God said to me, thus said the Lord, Alfred, by this time next year you will carry your son in your hand. Okay? If it is God speaking, alright, for my wife to conceive, we must live together. That is the part of man. So, if I don't fulfill that part, and then the next day I quarrel with my wife, my wife is sleeping on the, in the, in the ceiling, I'm sleeping on the basement. 
by next year, even if God wants to bring the child, he cannot because what man ought to play for that to be, man refused to. So some prophecies don't happen to your life because you didn't take the actions. Are you with me now? But there are some other prophecies that it is God himself in his sovereignty speaking and he doesn't need your cooperation. When God speaks things like that, they happen. Are we together now? I think tomorrow we will play again the prophecy God gave this church in January to help you understand the practical. Because during the prophecy God gave me in January about nations of the earth, about the Prime Minister of England, about the government of England, all this for in the way people live in the government and stuff, God says some things, and God said, You can pray for this, and it will not happen. But the others, He didn't say that, because those ones are marked to happen. Are we together now? But then, if a prophet comes out and says that on such and such a day, God said He will do this, and it did not happen. That is a false prophet, the Bible says. And many Christians are victims of false prophets, not because they are devils, born again false prophets. They are born again, but they are false prophets because they did not understand the gifts of God. They thought the gift of God makes them a superior being to others. Remember I taught you that yesterday. The gift is to profit others. Okay? So when a man thinks that the gift of God is mixing, it makes him superior or is a means to make money, that man will now be taken over by the spirit of soothsaying. Alright? The spirit of Belial will enter his lips and he will begin to... You know, give prophecy because for every prophecy there is money coming in. <clears throat> so, or for every prophecy to, for them to know I'm a prophet. And Christians too who are unschooled. Remember, do not be ignorant of the spiritual gifts. First Corinthians chapter what? 12 verse 1. Now listen to me. Those Christians will go to prophets in quotes. And ask them for a word. They give you a word, certainly, from their mind. Yay! They give you a word from their mind. And many Christians have relied upon those words and have shipwrecked. Today we are talking about operating in the gift of prophecy. But I have to help you know the distinction between Prophets and prophecy, gift of prophecy and a prophet. They are two different things. Now, I think before we go ahead, let me explain further about... um, False prophets and false prophecy. I will not teach deeply on this because it's one of the major topics I teach alone. Understand this as a business. The gift of the Spirit is given to you so that you can profit other people, not to elevate you or make you better. The gift of God is given to you never to make money from it. 
Anywhere you go and you see somebody put a bag, bag down or a box down and put prophetic offering there, which means he demands everyone who consults him to put money there. That person is a medium, not a prophet of the living God. Or else you will have had Samuel do that. Let me help you understand. If you read the book of 1 Samuel 13, when Saul went to Samuel, don't go to there because we want to look at Jeremiah here. When Saul, Saul went to Samuel, Samuel did not ask Saul for money. Neither did Samuel have a box for money for him. It is Saul who said, what shall we give to the prophet? So, prophets are blessed, okay, because they don't do any job than to serve God's people. But it is God who puts in the heart of the people what to give them. Some will come give them nothing. Some will not come to them. They will just come and bless them because God said, go and give him that need. But when it becomes a situation where you go to a house of a consultant who is a prophetic consultant and there is a box there demanding for you to make a fee payment because of the prophetic that you will get, that person certainly does not have the spirit of the living God in him. That prophet is certainly a liar and he is of the devil. Let me help you understand this. Look at the book of Jeremiah. There are three spirits that speak through a prophet. I will run that through very quickly. Jeremiah chapter 23. Look at verse 9. I read the NIV throughout this lecture. It says concerning the prophets, my heart is broken. This is God speaking. My heart is broken within me. All my bones tremble. I am like a drunken man, like a man overcome with wine because of the Lord. Sorry, Jeremiah was speaking, rather. He said, because of the Lord and his holy word. Now, the land is full of adulterers. Because of the curse, the land lies parched, and, past, and the pastures in the desert are with that. Underline that verse 9. Look at the next line. Shall we read the next line in that verse 10? The prophets say it again. Then I will teach you more. There are prophets sent by God and they became false prophets. They are raised by God but they became false prophets. They follow evil course. And they use their power unjustly. I have heard in the television a prophet says that, Do you have one prophecy today? Okay, we will not prophesy today, we'll prophesy tomorrow. Yes? <laughs> when the lion has not roared, woe to the man that speaks. Because heaven will not back up his word. Heaven will disgrace him. You remember in Nigeria, there is a man that a lot of people in Nigeria follow now. I don't want to mention him anymore. However, the man said that um, Trump will not win in the election of Trump and said Hillary will win. And God told us in Christ the Tabernacle, eight years before Trump showed up, God showed Trump to me and told me after Obama he shall rule. And told us what Trump will do. But this video went viral when the man said Trump would not win. And then suddenly... When Trump won, he said that God changed his mind. 
He said it was a woman who should win, but God changed it to a man. Hello? Woe to the mouth that speaks that. And foolish are those who follow him. A blind shall lead the blind. They will all end up in the pit of hell. A prophet follow evil cause. It says in verse 11, both prophets and priests are godless. And you can relate this to this present age Pentecostal movement. When a man is godless, he starts to run after wealth and fame and money. Wealth and fame and money. It says, even in, the, in my temple, I find their wickedness, declares the Lord. Therefore, their paths will what? Become slippery. God will punish the false prophet. They will be blamed, banished toward darkness. When they die, they won't enter heaven. <coughs> and there they will fall. I, I, I will bring disaster on them in the year they are punished, declares the Lord. Anybody who is a false prophet listening to me, just repent straight away. Because God will not spare you if you die in it. Verse 13 now begin to explain further. Among the prophets of Samaria, that is God's people, I saw this repulsive thing. They prophesied by Baal. Three spirits that speak through a prophet. The spirit of Baal. How do you know those who prophesy by Baal? The next line. And led my people Israel astray. Those who prophesy by Baal lead God's people astray. How? He says, and among the prophets of Jerusalem, I, I have seen some, something horrible. They commit adultery and live a lie. Prophets. So that's how they lead astray. So the Bible is saying that this prophet, their behavior, you know, lead people away from godliness. And what is their behavior? They lie to the people. God is saying to me, you know, there's something, you know, something going around the church of God, around the whole world now. Some, God said to me, there are 10 people here who should give you, give a thousand pounds. Or some, God said to me that there are 400 people here who should give a thousand dollars and stuff. They are false prophets. If they don't repent, utter darkness and peace is their portion, eternal hell and condemnation. I didn't say so. I read it to you from the scripture. God is not a money doubler. This offering you are going to give today, that is the offering God is going to use. Lie. Because the Bible says so in the morning, and in the evening do not hold your hand back. You do not know whether this or that. If God says you do not know whether this or that, how can man know the very one that will bring you the others? Are we together now? I think God is dealing with something today. Is going to, you know, this meeting will give birth to a new breed of prophets. But God is helping you to understand the discipline of prophetic office. And the, let me say that the, 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 the code of practice or the code of conduct for a prophet. They commit adultery and live a lie. They strengthen the hand of the evildoer. If you can give them money, they don't care where you got the money from. So that no one turns away from wickedness. This is what they do. Those who speak by Baal. They are like Sodom to me. The people of Jerusalem are like Gomorrah. Look at the next verse. Therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty says concerning the prophet. I will make them eat bitter food and drink poisoned water. 
Because from the prophet of Jerusalem, ungodliness has spread through the land. Prophet who boasts about how expensive the clothes they are wearing is, how expensive the watch they are wearing, how expensive the car they are using. Prophet who you will invite and they will tell you, if you cannot bring Jeep to carry me, don't come. I will not come. They will give you, charge you expensive things that, that you have to become a thief. To be able to invite them. I wonder those who invite them whether they even have common sense. Because anybody who invites a minister of God should compare what the minister says with what Jesus would have said. If you invite Jesus Christ to a function, can you imagine a Jesus who tell you that you pay X amount to registration because you want to invite me? And then give you all bills that you have to pay before it can move. If Jesus did that ever in the Bible, show it to me. Anywhere he went, he was doing good. A mighty healer, he healed the leper. When the cripples saw him, they started walking. No wonder. <laughs> he came to do the will of the Father. Look at what the scripture says. His house ungodliness has spread throughout the land. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Do not listen to what the prophets are prophesying to you. Hello? Do not listen to them. They fill you with false hopes. Anybody who, because a prophet, a useless prophet spoke to you, and because of that it didn't happen, and because of that you decided not to serve God anymore, you will just roast in hell. The Bible tells you don't listen to them. If you listen to them and you use that to not determine who God is, it's your fault, not God's fault of the prophet. God will punish the prophet. He will punish those who follow them foolishly. If someone doesn't know the Bible, he has common sense. He says, do not listen to them. The, prof the prophets are prophesying to you. Do not listen to what the prophets are prophesying to you. They fill you with false hopes. They speak visions from their own mind. Did you see that now? Not from the mouth of the Lord. So how many spirits speak through prophet? The spirit of Baal, the spirit of man, and the spirit of the Lord. That's why you see. Baal speak to some, and their conduct are evil. You can see. A prophet who got angry, and it became so white in a twinkle of an eye. I, I mean... <laughs> People who follow them know them. A prophet who wallow in sin. I told you, for prophetic, for Holy Spirit. You want Holy Spirit to manifest, keep your body holy. You can't have Holy Spirit in a holy body. He can't do anything. He will be paralyzed. You are bought with a price. The blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You cannot harbor sin and expect grace to abound. It cannot be, brothers and sisters. If you, if you want to see God, it is by your behavior. Your behavior attracts who you see. If your behavior is from demonic manipulation, what will you see? Demons, that's all. If your behavior is in line with the word of God, who do you see? Angels, they are the one behind it. So purify yourself of the Things of the flesh. So that you can attain a standard. 
among the spirits that come from the living God. And then your Christianity will no more be a theory. For everyone who believes in the name of the Lord. God is a God of love. But is a God of justice. Do not listen to them, Pastor Edison says. These prophets are prophesying to you. They fill you with false, false hope. They speak visions from their own mind. And it will seem as if it's God speaking. <coughs> Hello? Not from the mouth of the Lord. They keep saying to, to those who despise me, who despise God. This is the Lord speaking. The Lord says, you will have peace. And to all who follow the stubbornness of their heart, they say, no harm will come to you. I went to preach in Germany. And they brought some women to me to pray for them. Those are the people who always go for prophecy. I would do crusade in the evening, so they brought them to me in the day to pray for them. So when I, 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 I was praying for them, I prayed for the first one. And the Lord said, open your eyes. He said, when you say, Father, in the name of Jesus. And the Father said, open your eyes. <laughs> he is not talking about spiritual eyes. I said, Amen. I opened my eyes. Then I had to listen again. Lord, what is happening here? You will answer the prayer of your servants or your saints on behalf of mortal man. He said, ask her, what does she want you to pray for? I said, dear, what do you want me to pray for? She said, my business. And then the Lord said, did you hear her? He said, ask her, what is her business? I said, do you sell bags or trinkets? Because in London, in my church, my women travel to Milan and they buy, you know, trinkets. They buy bags and they go to China. They do clothes and they sell it in England. So where do you trade your own business? He said, I said, what is the business? He said, woman business. I said, okay, woman business. That's what I'm saying. You buy bags, you sell trinkets and you... And there are several sitting down like that, waiting for prayer. And he said, don't you understand, man of God, what woman business is? I said, I don't understand more than what I've said. I know when God starts to speak, he teases you, he speaks, and he keeps quiet. He wants you to use your head. That's how God works. God don't tell you. He doesn't spoon feed you. So I said, now, I have to really ask you. Tell me what is the woman business. Are you a secretary? What is the business? <laughs> she now said to me, I'm a prostitute. You know, my head to my toe. <laughs> Something went through my body. Like, because in the wildest world, I don't expect to hear that at all. I don't expect a prostitute to come to a minister to pray than to come and repent. And I can't understand how a prostitute can believe that a minister can pray. I said, what did you say? She said, not only me, all of us are prostitutes. I said, okay, hold it. Why did you come to me for prayer? She said to me that all the prophets that come, I won't mention the country they come from, but he mentioned the name. He said, all the prophets that come from this country, they come all the time and we tell them about our business, they bless us, and we make money and we give, bless them. He said, I, I, I have gifts. I will give you. Me, the, the money from prostitution. She said, the prophet will prophesy to us. He will give, bless our business. 
to flourish and then we will bless the prophet. I now called the man who invited me to come in. I now said all of them should sit around. And I have to open the scriptures to them. That you are the first one to be evangelized. And I showed them, you remember, Romans was? Romans salvation. Romans. Romans what? All of you who were baptized, stand up. What's the first, what's the first Romans about salvation? 3.23, what does it say? All men have sinned. Then the next scripture, 6.23, what does it say? Wages of sin is death, and the gift of God. So which one tells you salvation is found in no other name? Tell me. Ask what? 4.12, what it says? Salvation is found in no one else, neither is any other name under heaven. Don't go to those scriptures, just live by Jeremiah. Yes? And then what follows that? For God so loved the world. What scripture tells you that? John 3, 16, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him we will not. And then what one tells you about the sonship of God, of, of God's children? How do you become a son? John what? You remember Acts 4, 12 and John 1, 12. As many who believe in Him, He gave what? If you are looking at me as I'm talking, because of you, I will print all these scriptures tomorrow. From today to the end of this year. If you come to me for anything, I will ask you those scriptures. You put your hands at your back. You read them to me. Then you get what you want. Now, if you come to test, I'm testing you. I will ask you about Holy Ghost first. Then I ask you about salvation. Hallelujah. Now, so I took them through the ladder of repentance. And they broke down. Two of them were crying like babies. But you know, when I asked them, why did you allow Satan to possess your body? And I showed them 1 Corinthians 6. And one of them said, my husband told me to come here and do this job. So that we can feed our family at home. And tears, they were crying. Tears were in my eyes. But at the same time, I found out that they are dilemma. They work, somebody else collect the money. And they told me how they did blood covenants from their country with some people. I have to tell them there is no such a thing. I will, for you, if you decide that you want to be free now, I will destroy that covenant and it will not be holding anymore. I had to convince them for them to really accept. And they were telling me, what shall we do thereafter? I said, if you accept Jesus, he will fix you up. I would get that. Why I'm telling you this story was that a prophet had been going there, collecting money from them and prophesying, knowing that they are prostitutes, and he will give them prophecy. So, prophets speak from their mind, they speak by Baal, and they speak also by the Holy Spirit. So, those who speak by the Holy Spirit don't speak by their mind. And they are the ones, the likes of Amos. Three. So now, those of you who are here listening to me, and those of you who are connected with us across the globe listening to me, this is what applies to you. The first prophet is for you just to know so that you can guide yourself against it. Yes? 
But for you, this is the scriptures for you. It was says in that Amos, The lion has roared, who will not fear? The sovereign Lord has spoken, who cannot but prophesy? Or who can but prophesy? Now, this scripture tells you that prophets don't have their utterance because they want to. But they speak, they speak when God speaks. Yes? Do we agree together? You know, I want to teach you brief today and then we pray. But if you don't answer me, I will think you did not understand. So I will have to go back to explain myself, as my professor had taught me. Now, let's go now straight away to the book of 1 Corinthians. So keep this in your heart, because what our heart is today is, how do you operate in the Spirit? How do you operate in the prophecy? Number one, unless the Holy Spirit speaks, you cannot speak. Yes? Okay, good. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, where we stopped yesterday. It says in that scripture, follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gift of the Spirit. So yesterday I told you, especially the gift of prophecy, isn't it? Shall we do it together, please? Follow. Yeah. So what did you go away with yesterday? How do you get it? Eagerly desire it. Now, what, what, all what I taught you yesterday, I said to you the reason why Christians don't operate in the gift of the Spirit, 1 Corinthians tells us in chapter 12 from verse 1, ignorance. Do not be ignorant of the gift of the Spirit. But then, here, Paul tells us what we should do so that we can operate in the Spirit. He said, eagerly desire. If you don't have eager desire for a thing, you never get it. All of you who are educated, you got degrees and upon degrees. It's your desire that brought it. If you don't desire it and you go to school and they are teaching you, it will seem as if somebody is beating drums on your head. That is when they will buy binding devil and they will say some demons follow them from their village. Now let me say this to you. No demon follow them. They just have desire for it. Because why? The Bible tells me in the book of Genesis chapter 11 verse 6, it says when they began to build the, 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 the Tower of Babel, God came down to see. And God said, if as one people speaking the same language and they have decided to do this, then nothing man decides to do that he cannot do. So which means that anyone can achieve anything only by desire. A murderer became a killer because he desired to kill somebody. When you, desire, when you desire something, the whole of your heart will be set on it. You will come to a place where you don't want anything but that, isn't it? And when that takes you over, that will inform your action and attitude. And let me say this to you. Even man will suffer pain, but he will not recognize it because of where he's going. Until he gets to his desire, his desired end, before he thinks he's having pain. Do so for the gift of the Spirit. Especially prophecy. Now, let's see further what Paul said here. It says, for anyone who speaks in tongues does not speak to men, but to God. 
Indeed, no one understands him. He utters mysteries with his spirit. So, he begins to make a distinction between tongue and prophecy. Here, he said when you speak in tongues, your spirit is the one speaking. You believe that? Say amen. amen. But your spirit is speaking what? Mystery. That's why you do not know what you are saying. If it is mystery, it means you don't know it. Someone says that, what are you saying in tongue, really? Come on now. If you are one of those people who say so, you better repent. Satan is the one speaking to you. He doesn't want you to enter that realm. Because once you enter the realm that you are baptized in the Holy Spirit and you can pray in tongues, you can sabotage the devil. Holy Spirit can connive with you to sabotage Satan. Look, one day, I was a pastor of Oliver Baptist Church in London. And one of my members, God woke me up at 2 a.m. He said, pray for Brian, pray for Brian, pray for Brian. I got up from a deep sleep. He said, Lord, pray for Brian. What am I going to pray? God didn't answer me. So then I understand, which one thing I'll show you now. The Bible says, look at verse 13 of Corinthians. No, 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 verse 14. Verse 14. If I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. So, what shall I do? Verse 15. I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my mind. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my mind. So, I read, I know that scripture. I teach my members that's very scripture. And I said, Lord, now I don't know what to pray for, Brian. You woke me up. And certainly something is wrong with Brian. Your spirit knows what is wrong with Brian. My spirit knows what is wrong with Brian. If I pray with my spirit, then I can pray mystery. And so I began to pray in tongues. Lord, I'm praying for Brian. I began to pray in tongues. I began to pray in tongues. I began to pray in tongues. I prayed in tongues for about an hour and a half. And I haven't prayed in tongues for about an hour and a half. Then it turned into prophetic. And in that interpretation, I began to command that the, 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 the evil spirit sent against Brian, lose him alone in the name of Jesus. Brian was choking from 2 a.m., from 1 a.m. to 3 something. And the spirit of death grabbed him to kill him. And he could not utter a word, but struggling. Brian is a Caucasian. He's white and black. Alright? He doesn't speak in tongues. This is typical Baptist church. Then, and Brian, when he said on the Sunday, which was Saturday on the Sunday, when he came to church, he said, something attacked me and I saw that figure coming and before I called the name of Jesus, he grabbed my throat. And I could not utter a word. But I was struggling I was struggling, I was struggling, and was sweating, and the wife woke up by the physical struggle, and the wife began to, you know, she was first perplexed, you know, afraid. What is going on with you, Brian? And his eyes were turning, this is no more dream, this is real, physical, real. And suddenly he said, the thing left him. And that was the time I said, I command you to lose him alone. But I have prayed in tongues, which is in warfare. For one hour before the interpretation came by the Spirit. Now, so while the thing was struggling with him, he could not overpower him because somebody was praying in mystery unto God. 
Okay? And by the end of it, the Spirit of God gave me the interpretation, and I commanded that evil spirit of death to lose him alone. Boom! Everything left him. He came to church the next day. He said, do you know that I died yesterday? I died yesterday. I had told my wife what happened. And when I came in the morning, I called my senior pastor. This is what the devil wanted to do to Brian overnight. And I, this is what God took me through. Holy Spirit. And then Brian came and said, Pastor Don, Pastor Don, Pastor Don. I was dead in the midnight. You know, you, he couldn't wait to say it. And he told us the whole story. And my pastor was looking at me. I was doing, Alfred, that's what you just told me. I said, yeah, pastor. <laughs> Hallelujah. To pray in tongues is a powerful weapon. You can pray in tongues. You can sing in tongues. <clears throat> that is what Paul says here. He said, go to verse 14 again. For if I pray in tongues, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. So, a Christian praying in tongues does not need to know what he's saying. Because the Bible says you cannot know what you are saying. And then he said in the next verse, So, what shall I do? What should a Christian do? I shall pray with my spirit. That is to pray in tongues. But I will also pray with my mind. Pray also in your dialect, in your English or German or... French or whatever, Yoruba. Then it is stop there. Choir. I will what? I can't hear you all say this. And then, as you sing, we worship you, Almighty God. There is no why are you singing in tongue in the English now? Because you want to ride in the spirit and the cloud of the song. If you do dedicate your soul into what you are saying, the moment we finish singing, you start worshiping in the spirit. You start worshiping in the spirit. You start. Let me say something to you. You know, in this church, when I lead you in worship, there is uproar. Okay. If you are sleeping when I propose to carry the microphone, what happened? Sleep will fly away. Do you know why? Because I worship in, in understanding and I worship in the Spirit. When I lead in prayer, the same thing if somebody has been praying and you are tired, of course some of you are tired from office. When I pick up the microphone, I begin to lead in prayer. You will hear me pray in tongues and pray in English. You pray in tongues and pray in English, okay? Now what happens to you? Power coming to you. In a short time, you are all fiery. And then you hear me sometime when we go into worship like that, and they're worshiping in tongues, worshiping in spirit, suddenly I start to prophesy. Or when we are praying sometime, I'm praying in tongues, I'm praying in my understanding, suddenly I start to prophesy. Why is that happening? Because you ought to pray in tongues, and also in understanding, and then in tongues, and then in understanding, mystery and understanding, mystery and understanding, and then it will turbocharge your spirit into the realm of revelation, and you start to prophesy. That is how it works for everyone, not by anointing, but by observing it. We have too many things in Christendom that is exciting. If you have been speaking in tongues, just go and be praying in tongues every day. Practice your language. Pray in tongues every day. If you pray in tongues every day, then your language will just increase and increase and increase and increase. And then you will discover that you can pray. You, 
I was, I was taken to U.S. one day, you know, in Atlanta. And I, I was brought into a church. You know, you know, at that time they called me prophet. <laughs> you know, people call you all manners of things by function. So, and then they brought, these people who were there, and they were about 15 in this little church. And the power of God hit me, and I began to pray for each one of them, but in tongues. And I will pray in a tongue for one, and then God will give me visions of that person's life and the area that is of most need and break it. And the next person is a different tongue that I've never had before. And it was going like that. The 50 people I prayed for them in different tongues. Ned, there was a woman. Mommy will remember this. And Apostle Tom Tuff was there. And after praying in tongues for her, praying in tongues for her, praying in tongues for her, I said in understanding, you foul spirit that makes this woman wee on her bed. Get out in the name of Jesus. And the power of God hit her. She went boom to the ground. That woman is a married woman. The father was the pastor. She weed on her bed from her infant until she had children. She's married. She will wee on herself and her husband. It became a disgrace. Do you understand me? They've done every treatment necessary in America. Fail. When Satan is after somebody or afflicting somebody, no doctor can understand it. That is where medicine comes to an end. Hallelujah. But where the knowledge of man comes to an end, that is where the gift of the Spirit begins. Amen forevermore. When we finished, there was so much joy. Because she said that night she wet her bed. Your shame will be taken away tonight. We have so much power. That's why for me, for you, this season, we don't want to desire anything more than this. We want to desire this gift of this, more than anything. Look, I showed you in the Bible, it will bring every good thing to you when you have the operation of the Spirit. Remember, Holy Spirit gives the gift. Jesus calls you to service. And who works? God walks you through. But you must be available to serve. So therefore, brief from finishing now. So therefore, if you go back to verse, verse 4, before we went into looking at chapter, verse 14, in chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians, he who speaks in tongues edifies himself. No, let me read from verse 2 we're looking at. For anyone who speaks in tongues does not speak to men, but to God. So every Christian should speak to God. Indeed, no one understands him. He utters mysteries with his spirit. Verse 3 says, But everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their word, strengthening and encouragement and comfort. And the King James Version says, Speaketh unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. So, how do you know prophecy? The question is, what I'm hearing, does he strengthen me? You tick the box. Does he encourage me? You tick the box. Does he comfort me? 
If you tick the box, then it's from God. But a prophecy you are hearing, somebody is prophesying to you, and you look at, does he encourage me? He doesn't. Really makes him fear. Can that empower me? No, it really paralyzes me. <laughs> can he establish me? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. If something does not encourage you, how can he establish you? Then say to the prophet, May you stop your prophecy in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. May the prophecy go back to the sender. Hallelujah, somebody. Let, that is when Christians should tell, say, return to sender. If he is bold enough to speak loud to you, you must be respectfully bold enough to tell him loud that it is not me. Or somebody says, it's prophesying, it's prophesying, and he said that you are the... the, the his prophesied to this man and said, that is your wife. You need to say, sir, you got it wrong. It's not my wife. So, if he wants to change, stop prophesying. <clears throat> if you get the first wrong, <coughs> everything will be what? Simple. Are <coughs> we together now? So, how do you know? Someone, you want to travel, and the person says to you, ah! I can see accident in, before you on this journey. Does that encourage you? Can that come from your God? Look, how many times have Satan plotted accident for you and God destroyed it? <clears throat> if somebody see accident for me he, he, on my journey, I will tell the person that cannot be true. The angel of the Lord encamp around those who fear the Lord to do what? To protect them. If I pass through a road, no accident will happen. If there are accident, devils there that you believe, you believe that there are some demons that cause no problem. Let them go to where I'm traveling to. As I'm coming, the one escorting me is an angel. The one around me are angels. When the angel in front appear, come on now, he'll cut down the Acherabah, he will destroy. Do I have to pray for that? If I pray against it, I believe it. And Satan will afflict me with it. Oh, someone said that because I had a dream that, you know, there is a yeah, death on the, on the road for me. Then you went and fasted three days. Because you believed it, Satan will now affect it. Look, 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 look. Isaiah chapter 44 verse 9. Don't go there. Shall we read it together? All who make idols are nothing, and the things they treasure are useless. Those who will speak for them are blind. They are ignorant to their own shame. Somebody say hallelujah. So, if an ignorant man is speaking to you, what should make you fear? Someone says that, you know, I see you dead. Tell him, death, death is the destiny of all men, including yourself, prophet, you will die. Amen. Don't let the prophet go. Let him know that death will kill him too. Amen. If anybody prophesy evil to you, just tell him that the same thing with you, sir. For, for that one, it's not my time. I will go in my own time. For the Bible says to me, with long life will I satisfy him and show him what my salvation. Tell them, why can't prophet tell you about angels? <clears throat> why can't they tell you about the plans of God? Amos said, God does nothing without revealing his plans to his servant prophet. It's a prophet of God should tell you the plans of God, not the plans of Satan. If he tell you what Satan is planning, he will tell you what God has planned against it. And if someone tells you that you are going to go through tribulation, tell him the Bible says so already. And I'm ready. Tribulation, we will tribulate. 
Amen. And you also will tribulate. You let the prophet know. That is not anything for a man. It's for every one of us. The Bible says in this world we have many troubles. Hallelujah. So it's, it's not in good telling me that a trouble is coming in front of me. Let the trouble come first. The Bible had told me to confront the devil and resist him, he shall flee. If he would not, if he doesn't come against me, how will I have to resist him? I have to fulfill that. So let the devil come, I resist him. Full stop. Any prophecy that does not encourage you is not from God. This is the word of the Lord. Look, look, Alfred, don't have problem because I just obeyed the scriptures. You can't tell me the Bible is not true. If you say anything contrary to the Bible, I can't. It is not possible for my head to believe it. Are we together now? It doesn't matter how many people say it. It doesn't matter how many people it happened to. I was called from, Niger- from London to come and do crusade in a place called Uja in Nigeria. When people die in that place, they bury them vertically. Have you seen that before? People lay their corpse. <laughs> they lay their corpse in the, in the ground like this, isn't it? Six feet. Put them in coffin. In Uja, when people die, they, they draw, they dig a circular hole and they draw the corpse. Vertic- it will stand. <laughs> Amen. They are so occultic, so fetish. And they try to scare me with that. With that. How can someone scare you with, with Satanism and you are afraid as a believer? When the Bible says they are nothing. Come on now. The rest of what happened, if you want to know, don't miss tomorrow. Now let's go ahead. <laughs> let's go ahead. You know, God is so good. I enjoy it so much. Hallelujah, somebody. I enjoy the Holy Ghost so much. <coughs> Listen to me. Anything that happened to you, you cannot be the devil. It can only be what? God. Because you are sons of God. <laughs> Hey, Satan may use, God may use Satan, but Satan is irrelevant. The one behind him is God. And he cannot do anything God does not permit him. Amen. And God is the commander-in-chief of his church. Now, verse 3. Mm-hmm. But everyone who prophesies speaks over his To men, you speak to men. He who speaks in tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies... Edifies, build up means edify the church. Now, verse, verse, I have about um, 10 more minutes to finish. I would like everyone, verse, verse 5, let's read verse 5 together. Stop. Say it again. Okay. So let's settle that first, stage one. Every Christian should what? That is being baptized in the Holy Spirit. How do you get it? Pray. Jesus said, if you good father, bad father know how to give good things to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give Holy Spirit to those who are... You don't ask God for Holy Spirit. You ask Him for promotion, He got it. You are looking for joy, you ask Him for joy, He gave it to you. Holy Spirit, think Ask Him. Can you imagine? The most important we don't ask. Promotion, promotion, promotion. You get promotion. And then when you reach the promotion, hell set loose. No Holy Spirit. Then you start fasting. Whereas, if you have prayed for the Holy Spirit, you will get promotion that could not be hindered by mortal men. Are we together now? So, that scripture says, 
I would like everyone to speak in tongues. Correct? Let's continue reading. But. We should be prophesying more than tonguing. We have been tonguing in Christ the tabernacle. Only God knows since when. Hello? All tongue now. Tell me what you are saying. Amen. Come on now. <laughs> we had a word. Go from the realm of tongue to prophecy. So if you are, well, if you are just joining us today, you are welcome to double whammies. <laughs> tongue and prophecy. Tongue and prophecy. Tongue and prophecy. Those of you who are speaking, who have spoken in tongues, you know how much you cry before you spoke in tongues. Some of you. I baptized 75 um, people last month in the youth convention, isn't it? And some of them got baptized in the Holy Spirit. You know what happened is that when we took them to the, river, to the water, when they saw the ocean, they knelt down, they started crying and praying. When they saw the ocean, that this is real. We are, I'm really going to be baptized in the ocean. And when we began to bring them in, we were in the, in the ocean. We were baptized and we were praying. And when they started bringing them in, I saw people who in the church, their eyes are so dry. When you are praying, they are all looking like this. <laughs> ah, the, the young ones. When you are praying, they will not be looking like this. When they were bringing them to me in the water, they were crying. <laughs> I said, hey, God catch them. God don't catch this one. <laughs> I said, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Say after me, I have said Jesus as Lord. Have you said Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes, I have. <laughs> they were speaking with echo. <laughs> I said, okay, will you, have you decided to serve him as long as you shall live? Yes, apostle. <laughs> I said, now, according to your faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you got it. But I had taught them. When Jesus came out of the water, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit came upon him. So the heart with which they went into the water brought the manifestation. So the same heart, we approach prophecy now. Yes, we approach prophecy now. I said we approach prophecy now. Say, I will prophesy. Say, I will prophesy. I will prophesy by the Holy Spirit of God. You will prophesy. He says, He who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues. But you cannot go to prophecy without first speaking in tongues. Unless he interprets so that the church may be edified. So, here now today we understand that prophecy can come in two ways. Either through the gift of prophecy, you are speaking in the English and so, or you speak in tongues and then you interpret the tongues. Those are the two ways that prophecy can come. Hmm? <clears throat> now, you are ready to prophesy. I didn't hear somebody say amen. Because we are going to prophesy now, I will help you to understand the Two dimensions of prophetic. The first dimension of prophetic I call prophetic declaration. Write it down. I've done teaching on this and God's willing now we're having a book on it. And the second prophetic dimension is prophetic utterance. Prophetic declaration is what we do tonight. But when you start prophetic declaration... And you commit your spirit into it, 
ejects you into this prophetic utterance all the time. You begin in declaration, you end up in if your spirit can be committed to it. All right. Prophetic declaration sometimes could be similar to word of faith. Declaring the word of faith. Look at the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel 37, that's what we're going to do today and we're going to prophesy. So yesterday some of you prophesied. When we began to pray, I said, prophesy to your life, prophesy to your, to your family, prophesy to your children, prophesy to your husband, prophesy to your wife, prophesy to your work, prophesy to your brain. That is prophetic declaration. But when you started in prophetic declaration, some of you ended up in utterances. Utterances are when God gives you, God speaks words through your mouth, and that will tell you date and time and event of things and stuff like that. That's utterance. You will be flowing. Let me say this to you. In my own position, you see that when I, when I enter into prophetic, as I am with you, talking normally, I can start to prophesy. Because I sit in the office of seer sometimes by the Holy Spirit. That is a different thing. Are we together now? But it didn't start that way. Because in every chamber of grief, there are various levels. Okay? Some people at the beginning of prophetic, it will come forcefully, like they're speaking in tongues forcefully. And prophecy will come forcefully. But after some time, as they continue in the spiritual, it becomes like normal. They could be talking to you and they start prophesying. Are you with me now? And let me tell you one of the good benefits of this. As you continue desiring these gifts, and of course if you desire God, you, you run away from sin. Hmm? Because I've told you, if you, if you come to church... If you think that you haven't sinned enough, you should go and sin well. Yeah? I, I look strange. But what does it profit a man to be coming to the company of righteous and then be sinning? Satan is wasting your life and time. If you know you are not ready to serve God, it's better you first go. And if you die in it, unfortunately, you cannot quote me before God. Hmm? Because this is it. If you come to the church, okay, look, in your heart you are looking for God. Correct? So did God tell you that it would be easy? Go follow him. So, when Satan set against you to prove your faith, and God permits him to start to give you trouble, okay, why would you compromise? Then you fail. Are you not ready for the Lord yet? So, if you are a pajora before and you get born again and you come to church, Satan will send a lot of pajoras around you to be influencing you to pajor. But because you have identified with Jesus now, that is where God will know whether your confession of him is true. You will say to them, I'm no more belonging to this section, sorry. What matter? I'm born again. Once you tell them I'm born again, their, their statement will change. Ah, holy, holy. We too, we are born again. Sorry, my own born again. Is different from your own born again. For my born again, someone applies. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. You guys are wicked. 
you must tell them, not sit in the seat of scoffers. You are here now scoffing people. I can't engage myself in dirty games anymore. Not stand in the ways of sinners. I can't join you in running people down anymore. Because you cannot use the same mouth to run people down and expect Holy Ghost to work through you. We cannot do it. Even if you fast and die, you won't get it. Fast until you have ulcer and die. God will not heal the ulcer and he will not give you the gift. Because who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? You said it. Yes, who, 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 who? Pure hearts and clean hands. Does that mean that God is looking for a perfect man? No, God is looking for a man conscious of perfection. Okay? You are conscious of righteousness. That's what God is looking for. So that when you know something is unrighteous, you will say no. You will say no. I will get there now. So let me help you understand this, therefore. Because we all have the same agreement, we will prophesy. Look at what it says here. The hand of the Lord was upon me. The hand of the Lord will come upon you tonight. In a few minutes, maybe three minutes, the hand of the Lord will come upon you. Do you know what it says? And he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord. The Lord will carry you by Holy Spirit. Set me in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. Now, this is an encounter of vision. Somebody will have an open vision in this meeting tonight. But if you look at how did God transform bones into life. Because dry bone is in the midst of men. And they have to become living beings in the midst of men. And God needs a human being. Okay? Why didn't God come and speak to the dry bones? It's because it is you. He put his word in your mouth. And what you speak to your life by God. That is what will happen to you. It doesn't matter who speaks differently. I will together now. So God began to teach Ezekiel on a principle and us too. The bone is dry, very dry. The next body says, three please. Okay, he led, me, he led me back and forth among them. And I saw a great many bones in the floor of the valley. Bones that were very dry. Okay, that is irredeemable circumstance. Something that you have tried everything, it failed. Tonight, God will visit it. Through your lips, they will leave. Your dry bone will come back to life. And so, God now asked him, Son of man, can these bones live? Why would God ask, Son of man, these bones live? I'm going to take my message from this from tomorrow. Can these bones live? God wants to teach something here. So he said, I said, Oh, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Yes, but who, who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of who? Christ. Are we in agreement? So, you know, but it's in your spirit. Everything God knows, you know, but it's in your spirit. Yes, and then he says, <clears throat> Then he said to me, Son of man, prophesy. You will speak with your mouth. And your dry bones shall live. God didn't say, see it. No, he said, prophesy. God, you know. God said, yes, you speak. Speak. What did he say to speak? Dry bones 
Do what? Tomorrow I will explain it to you. Satan has failed forever in your lives. Say to your situation, hear the word of the Lord. But who is about to speak? Man. Does something click? Man is about to speak. And is set to bone. Hear God speaking. Yeah? God has not started speaking. But man spoke. And said, hear God speaking. And he is the one who is going to speak. Listen to me. Amos 3, 8. The Lord has blasted, spoken. Who will not but what? Speak. It's in your spirit. When you open your mouth and speak right now, tonight, what you say, it will come to pass immediately. Are you with me now? Because when you open your mouth, your mind will speak from your spirit. And that which you speak from your lips is what the God of the spirit is saying. It says here, hear the word of the Lord, you dry bones. I will make breath enter you. No, 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 go back. And you will come to life. Verse 6. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with what skin. I will put bread in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Now, what does this mean? You quote the scriptures to the situation. This is what the Bible says it is written. I shall be blessed in my going out. It shall be blessed in my coming in. It says the enemy will come against me in one direction. It will, fall, it will run in seven directions. Now, if the enemy has come, he fulfill one part of Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse uh, 7. The second part said it will run. So then, hear what it says. Having quoted what God says, the next verse it says, So I did what? So I did what? So I did what? Based on the written word of God. What did he prophesy? He said, I prophesied as the word of God I have received. And he says, as I was what? Prophesying. There was what? Noise and rattling sound. And the bones came together. There will be noise in your valley of dry bones tonight. There will be rattling of sound in the valley of your dry bones tonight. Your bones will come together. Tender will come and cover them. Flesh will come and cover them. The wind of God will fill them. You will become a new person. Now stand up on your feet. And you begin to make declaration in the name of the Lord.